episode is brought to you by Tambourine Spring Wallet. Visit tambourinesprings.com.au or call 0434-952-449 to order your water today. Tambourine Spring Water is a local business situated on Mount Tambourine. Their water is bottled at the source on their 163 meter deep privately owned spring. The spring provides access to a free-flowing underground stream which is where their premium quality spring water comes from. It then goes through a very strict sediment and UV filtration process to ensure the final product remains both consistent and of brightest quality. It is then bottled and stored until it leaves for the client's home or office. Most water companies in Australia all cut their water from a contractor before being processed and then bottled, which leaves lots of room for contamination and foreign bodies entering the water. In Tambourine Springs, it's a matter of minutes from when the water is extracted from the spring into a bottle, which is then sealed and stored into a cool dark environment. The spring water is naturally bacteria-free and passes all quality tests prior to filtration. Despite that, Tambourine Springs water have one of the strictest filtration systems, so there is no room for error when it comes to your drinking water. They do not add any chemicals whatsoever to the drinking water, the only thing the filters are doing is removing sand and sediments that comes naturally with the water. The three-stage system is there to ensure no bacteria have found its way into the water. When you purchase your water from Tambourine Spring water, you know you will receive the best spring water Southeast Queensland has to offer from a local family on a mission to provide the best service and quality. Water companies are often blamed with a good reason for polluting the environment with plastic bottles. This is not the case with Tambourine Spring Water. Your water is delivered to your door in 50 or 20 liter bottles and your used bottles are collected, disinfected and refilled again. So zero plastic waste goes into the environment. Me and my family are also using Tambourine Springs water way before they, they decided to sponsor this podcast. By experience, once you drink real spring water for a while, you cannot drink from the sink anymore or any commercial waters on the supermarket because it smells bad and has a bad taste. Ridiculously enough, in Australia you can mix 50% of the water with tap water and label and sell it as spring water. This is not the case with Tambourine Springs water. I personally know the family who owns it and I have been numerous times in their small factory to see my water being bottled straight from the spring after the filtration process. Majority of my team also purchased their drinking water from Tambourine Springs water. Find out more at tambourinesprings.com.au or call 0434-952-449 to order your water today. Hi. And thank you for tuning to the Fight Zone podcast. I'm Seth, and in this episode, I talk with IMFA Queensland Open champion for youngsters under 62 kilograms, Dion Dale and his coach Kelly Dune from Shindo Gokos, Australia. You can find out more about Shindo in Facebook at Shindo New Breed MMA one word or Instagram Shindo underscore New underscore Breed underscore MMA. I recorded this episode in the beautiful Shindo New Breed Academy at the Gold Coast. And listen till the end to get a cool promo they offer for the listeners of this podcast. Okay, we are on. Thanks for having cool. me, guys. Uh, congrats for, for your achievement. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with your coach. Uh, he's. Uh, I know that you you guys are uh, one of the first gyms gyms around. So can you just share a bit of the the background and a bit of the story sure. with how how the name of the gym came up and. Okay, no problem. First of all, thanks for having me on your podcast. Pleasure, um, Now, I actually was the first full-time MMA gym in Australia. Um, it wasn't 
something that I did purposely because what had happened, I went to Japan, I was training there for 10 years, and prior to that I'd done some other arts, and what I had found was I really liked practical stuff, stuff that worked, because I'd done various different arts. So, for example, I loved doing my kung fu and karate, etc., but when I got into boxing, I got my ass handed to me, and I realised boxing really works. You know, happens. so <laughs> once that happened, it's like a bell goes off, right? And of realization, that's what I want to do with my hands. Be great, be great to you, because many people when they face uh, uh, face uh, you know something hard, they they normally they try to hide in their shell. Exactly. They don't, they don't accept, so I, For me, it excites me, right? So when I get beaten. And so I adopted boxing. And then when I was in Japan, I really loved the precision of karate and I liked the hardness, etc. But when I went to Thailand and I started doing Muay Thai, I realized they're so much more effective. The kicks, the teeps, the knees, the elbows. But the boxing, Western boxing, was still better hands because, as you know, in Muay Thai, you, the hands don't score like they do the other. So I adapted that. And then... When I was still in Japan, I went, but what about, because I was doing judo and I'd done jiu-jitsu, but what happens when you took these guys down to the ground? So I went to myself, when I go back to Australia, I always had a dream to start my own gym. I want to incorporate only those things that work, and that's how Shindo was born. Shin means new. Shin means new. Do means way. So a new way of approaching martial arts. And, uh, yeah, that was 92, I think. And what had happened within, that was a year or the year later, the first UFC came out. And I started watching it, VHS, you know, when you'd get, yeah, you'd get the mail. Yeah, these guys the VHS. I, I was watching oh, VHS. Yeah. And there was so much, many times pre-recorded back in Eastern Europe, you was buying on the, on the black market. Yes, you exactly. You barely see the face of the product. They're just like, yes. shambles. So, you know, you go search for them, you know. The old days, exactly. And that's, and then about three years after that, it, from no rules fighting, it started to be changed to MMA. That was the generic term. So I changed it to, uh, originally it was Shindo Modern Martial Arts Systems. That was the full name. So Modern Martial Arts. So I changed it to Mixed Martial Arts. So yeah, <laughs> that's how we started. Okay, I'm going to turn to our 62 kill champion, Dion. Yep. Uh, so what's your sport history? How you started? How you end up uh, yep. training with, uh, here in Shindo with uh, Coach K Kerry? Yeah. I was training at another gym and then when I came back from my holiday from Fiji, I was in school and then I met my mate Eric and he was training in this gym and he, he invited me over to this gym and um, yeah, so it was Shinda Newbreed, so I shut off and I came over the next week pretty much and yeah, pretty much this gym just gave me like the groove that I needed to like keep training every day, be dedicated, you know. He's a very dedicated student. We man. have a set of these young guys who started when they were 15, and there's about four of them, and they, yeah, What's they come all the time. How long have you been About three years now, three and like a half almost. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, Kotun, what, what uh, you would say uh, uh, differs your system of, of coaching than the one of, let's say, of the others? That's a good question. Um, I think... It's only an individual expression of who you are, and I'm a fairly organised type person, so I like to have a curriculum. And look, I'm only putting this out there because I don't know of anyone else who put 
an MMA curriculum together, I thought about it from for many years, like because I come from a system where you had you had to learn X amount and then move up to this level, then you learn this amount, then you learn. And I don't like the idea of someone coming in and just picking up stuff where they want to. Of course, you can pick up stuff, but you still have to have the basics foundation. So I made a curriculum goes from yellow, orange, green, blue, brown, and black, just like the uh, Japanese system. We don't wear the belts but we get presented with belts and we get presented with a certificate. For example, the first belt, if you were a beginner, you would come here and you would learn the basics of boxing, jab, cross, uppercut, uh, hooks, bobbing, weaving, slipping. You'd have to learn those properly. The good stance, then you learn tie kicks, the teep, the leg kicks, inside leg kicks, rib kicks, for example. Then you have to learn the three basic takedowns. You have to learn uh, single leg, double leg, high crutch, then you've got to learn something I call the full circle, which incorporates every basic transition of groundwork. You understand? That's the first thing you have to learn. Then it goes on and gets more difficult. That's awesome because um, I don't know how familiar you are now. I may have uh, introduced the, this grading system, which oh. is uh, very familiar to what you just described. It has like a yellow, green, uh, orange, blue, uh, then goes like blue, purple, brown, black. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. So he introduced this uh, this systemized way, and and uh, that's one of the one of the benefits for the new coaches. For example, it provides us curriculum, so so the new coaches can actually you know like benefit from the experience of older coaches like you and uh, other people for more experience, you know, and to introduce this into their gym, so like to to rise the common level. So I think like uh, that would be very useful if you if you get get involved because uh, you know everyone can benefit from your experience. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, um, but what happens is I'm a huge believer that everyone's an individual, so they express themselves. That, that's the point. The, the curriculum gives you directions, yes. but of course you can develop, you can do it your you own You have way. to encourage people because to do that. That's the point. You know? Not that, copy who you are. It, Go out and find no, it, out it what you are. You, but it just gives you directions you and you can use them. And uh, of course, that, the point is to do it in your way, to, to upgrade them and, you know, sure. to... You can. The thing is with MMA is like you cannot fix. Okay, that that's the way the way you do it because two months after some we develop a better way. You yep. know you're coach, coaching for so many years and it's it's probably the fastest developing sport in, in the world. Like, like you was doing armbar like uh, two years ago in one way, then four years after another way, and now you have John Donahue system. We just like introduce new new stuff and it will be always progressing. You know like because when you, everyone wants something then then you're great you have to beat it you have to beat it you have to beat it what it is is people forget that it's called martial art for a reason art is only self expression yep. so if you were to do sketching you could art for example you could sketch you could do classical landscapes you could do abstract painting you could but it's still all art do you Absolutely. understand same as martial art when someone comes you only point them but they've got to find their way Absolutely. so Speaking about that, how your, uh, do you, how your preparation went? Uh, yeah. How how you did for this comp was obviously successful. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was pretty much training a lot of boxer versus wrestler and like a lot of wrestling. Like I wanted to have really good wrestling so I could always be dominant. I really practiced a lot of like combos that allowed me to pressure my opponent and take center of the area of the cage or whatnot. And See, his strongest point is probably his, one of his strongest points is boxing. But unfortunately, we only realised a couple of weeks out there was no strikes to the head. Yeah. 
so that took away yeah. that took away his game but yeah he adapted yeah. and the wrestling that i've been practicing have like it i've kind of found like my own groove to make it more into like mma and mm. i were i found like the wrestling i was practicing the past couple of weeks like greatly like transitioned into my takedowns i performed in that home Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have favorite technique if you yeah I, I like a lot of takedowns from the single leg Good. and like a lot of single leg pickups and trips and um I haven't yeah. watched your fight I was warming yeah. up a, a athlete of mine so I didn't watch it yet uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to publish them this week so all fights are recorded professionally okay. and they'll be published on, on the on the MFA, MFA I was happy so with him be because watch them. he listened to me in between rounds I told him instruction, very basic, and he did them. So that was good. That's for me. Was this, your, a, was this your first first competition, first fight? First MMA fight, yeah. Uh, did you have any other combat sport experience? Before? Not with striking, just but grappling. Grappling, yeah. yeah. He's won. When did you win gold this week? Won, uh, this year? Yeah, I won a gold in lockdown like last two months ago. And okay. earlier this year, you won. And was that? Earlier this year, I won another gold at lockdown. Smooth comp, and also at grappling industries. Oh, yeah, 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 for the honest experience. is a, a good comps for yeah. to, to gain experience because from Robin, I really love them. Yeah, that going to grapple industries kind of really helped me out with getting into like competing. Like when yeah, I got the yeah. gold there, it, it kind of helped me with my mindset when I went to like lockdown, for example. Just like the way it was kind of set up, I felt for me too. Yeah, because he has. They, <coughs> I think they, they give very good environment with this round Robin because, you know, like we know rules. You gain experience, which is very yeah. important for, for young fighters. Mm. He was always the bridesmaid, unfortunately, for quite a few years because other students that were in the same division from our gym usually won gold and he won um, silver. And so it was yeah. so good that he finally broke through and won silver, uh, sorry, gold a couple of times this year. So his confidence really soared. Yeah. Well, it, it's all it's all part of your pathway. So it's it's yeah. your own movie. So you pretty much you know, you're you're here in your own movie. So you just yeah. keep going from there. Uh, like Coach that. K, watch what, by your opinion, is uh, uh, you you consider the most important part of the coaching work. That's a fantastic if, question. If you can pick one, I know it's very complicated. I'm gonna, so. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to bleed into two, but I would say to motivate and encourage people to be the best they can be and do the right thing. Like be good people, then be great martial artists. I've always get um, great satisfaction on seeing people who have lacked something and you help enhance that, you know, through confidence or, you know, they might have been a bit brash when they came. You have to knock them down a few pegs. Um, if they're not a confident person, you learn to give them confidence and, you know, those sort of things. It's, it's part of the sport to be well-rounded, but the thing is you have to, you know, to, you know, to cut something or to, to add something to, to a person who comes in the gym to make him, to make him achieve something which is hard, you know, achieving a, 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 any winning competition or title, Definitely. doesn't matter how big it is. You need all these capabilities and to achieve them, you need to work hard, you need to dedicate, you need to... Uh, give away bad habits and stuff so yes. that, that makes people yes. better so spot on because i only reflect on how it changed me as a person and so i try to repeat that process that's yeah, it yeah we're all thankful for that and we're trying to give it to to the guys from from our end 
uh, I, I want to ask now you you both guys you know like uh, you both was on the tournament that was the first one and I really appreciate your feedback uh, what was done good what could yeah. be done better like we're trying not to make make it like as good as it can because yeah. obviously it's targeting the young fighters and the young competitors so if you can give give your your impression your feedback like what's your impression how how we can do it better and uh, how we can improve that you know like what you like what you what you didn't appreciate like this this opinion from both of you well i don't know if you know you probably i myself and my partner jason green started jmal which is a junior mixed martial arts league i know quite and we did that for three years very successful the only reason we stopped it just took way too much of our time because it was more it was a non-commercial thing and it was it was great but it um it just took too much of our time at the moment and i really learned a lot from running that and i enjoyed the way that we did that system but i'm not saying that um imafa was good my only um suggestion was probably see it would be great to have it in the cage for example but I can understand it's a bit impractical when you're running a comp like that. It's two thousand dollars to get a cage put up, and it's just there's a reality that you can't do it. But I still didn't mind the mats. What I would like is for some of the old, even for the young guys, we had headgear and we let lot strikes to the head. But what we said for the youngsters, they had to be controlled strikes. And what happened was, we pulled up anyone. That was really put in 100, and we stopped. Said you got a warning. You have to lighten those strikes, and it was just to let people get more of a. And we never had a problem with that when we did it. I agree. I agree with you. Like honestly, I'm I'm kind of you know like trying to discuss with a few friends about that because uh, uh, it just just the the World Federation rules, so they don't hit strikes up to 18. My personal opinion is like at least at 16 they yes. should introduce them because. Uh, I often often give this give this example. For example, you have like a successful fighter like uh, like Dion here. He competes, let's say, national team. Like he gets in the national team. He competes up to like 18 years without head strike. He, he's good fighter. He's gonna adapt to these rules. Yeah. But then he turns 18. He's a champion. They have to fight with head strikes. Yeah. Yes. And that's a big transition. I mean, it's not a big transition if you're doing this on 16. It's a big transition if you have been trained since 12 years of age up to 18 that's uh, sure. six years training in this room it's, it's it's a bit different sport yeah yeah but that's the rule for a moment i i i hope and i think they will they will probably gonna update that but uh, for the moment being that that's just the rules uh, other than that i you know great yeah thanks for that it's good that's my only I, one I really... comment everything else professionals a good every day had a good team there professional coaches uh and sorry professional staff officials fantastic so yeah what about you how is i like um i liked how the staff like treated us like as athletes and like how they looked after us and like i kind of like knew where i had to be a little bit like i just saw where all the staff was i walked there got my hands right and um yeah like i liked the place where we would warm up and i like how good like, venue too yeah it was like the plenty venue, of room like I, even so, it was mats. Like I didn't feel like it was in the way. Like excellent mats. You know, nice like, thick. I was the same as I use the dolly mat. To, to, to be to be honest, uh, oh, oh, I was competing mostly combat. Somewhere we compete on mats. Yes. And uh, uh, I I kind of prefer mats for for growing up fighters. First of all, it's it's very hard to make a kill on mats because people just run away. You know? They're yeah. losing the fight. Yeah. 
but for young fighters, for growing fighters to gain experience, you don't get injured, and head injuries are the worst. Like, and if you if you were talking about developing, you know, fight, fighters for for you know, like getting experience there without having previous experience, yeah. I think that's a safer way for you, you know, to gain experience. Yeah, you may lose a fight. Yeah, but you're getting good experience, right? Next time, you jump on, you, you perform bad. Yeah, that's the point. Cage should come on a bit later, later level, like when you're trying to get in the national teams. I, we, we're gonna introduce it in 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 a way, but it's it's better to have the regular competitions for for our area here, so yeah. we can we can develop, we can yeah. you know we can progress. We can, you guys can get better. Then if if we keep going and we, we get good attempts, we can afford a cage, of course. Did you know the rules that we had for J-Mal? Quite unique. Uh, not really, not really. I just. I, I I was I was working for for Anagin when I came and uh, there was this uh, this league they was doing like they was doing three cages or something that oh amateurs no, no, no. but that I don't know if different. it was the same that was like quite recent that was like uh, five years ago or something yeah um, well Jamal what we did was the thing we found was we wanted to encourage kids to develop multi skills right because. The trouble with young kids, if you put them in to compete, say MMA, they'll rush in, throw a few strikes, wrestle and go to the ground. That's And they don't utilise. So we did one match consisted of three two-minute rounds. The first one was kickboxing with the headgear on, the padded, you know, shin pads and, the, and boxing gloves. And you only could go control. You could not, like, because the officials knew what 100%. We explained to the kids and it was gave them an opportunity to see how they were just at their striking. You chose a winner out of that, right? Then you took the boxing gloves. Uh, oh, sorry, the grappling was first, sorry, where they from standing wrestling, they grapple to the ground, and you choose a winner out of that. So the focus is only on wrestling and grappling. The next round was the kickboxing. Then straight away we took the boxing gloves off and we put the MMA gloves on and we combined the, you know, it was an MMA round. So we had a winner off the best out of the three rounds. Okay, and that encouraged the kids to develop, like, learn multi-skills multi and you could see where they were um, needed to work on. So Yeah, that's, that, that, that's really That good. was an interesting, and it seemed to work well. But anyway, I still really liked IMAP for myself as well. Awesome, awesome. Thank, thank you guys for this feedback. What's next for the team? What's next for Shindo? Uh, we've got a couple of guys in Eternal coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, we have a grading at the end of next month where a lot of people are grading now. We've got one black belt, which doesn't happen often. Um, he's been training for about eight years, so he's going... For, so for a black belt, you've got to do 20 three-minute rounds, and it's hard. That's, Very hard That's a bit old-school Japanese tradition. Yeah. I can see this. <laughs> and it's much easier to go in the cage and do three threes, trust me. That so, seems like... Uh... A bit like this uh, hundred people committed. I had I had a couple of friends who did that. Uh, you know, they killed Shin fighters. Did it in Japan. You know, this uh, hundred men committed. Nasty it's, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I you, did you, stuff like that. You, when it's, I, oh. it's it's crazy. It's, yeah, I watch videos after. It's it's great challenge. Yes. So that's about it. And looking forward to. We've got a few good uh, fighters who are injured at the moment, and so they had to pull out of some of the comps coming up. Uh, but I want to get them rested and back on for next year. Sweet, sweet. What about you, Dion? What's next for you? Yeah, well, I'm like, as soon as I get back from my holiday from Going Fiji. Going to Fiji on Friday. Yeah. Oh, that's it, <laughs> living, living the dream. Yeah, I'm going to be there for like two weeks and as soon as I come back, I just want to keep training and sign up to the next comp. Really, I'm, yeah. 
Have put ice on something or just like whatever is next for the team? Uh, lockdown, hammer, yeah, anything for my experience also I'd like to gain. If there's another smooth comp, I'll definitely sign up. Do you know Dio is a great example of someone who has changed as a person? When he first started, because he had no father figure, okay. just like I did when I was younger, and um, he came and I had to have, excuse me, Excuse me. Um, I had to have words to him, with him, and I actually kicked him out of the gym oh, at really? one stage. Yes. Oh, I don't want to get into why. And then his mother begged me to take him back, and we had words, and he agreed that he would do this. And he's been, that was a few years ago, I don't know, two and a half years ago or something. And he has been fantastic. He has dedicated himself, and he's so humble. And sharing when someone comes in is always want me to hold pads with you or for you and nice. you know so he's a great example of that's someone. the magic of the combo sports how, how you, you change people for better that's awesome uh guys uh do you want to give me some contacts for if people want to get in touch with you uh want to find the yeah. gym sure um facebook um is a good start shindo new breed um, if they mention you, that they heard the podcast, they can get, usually I just give a free introductory class, but they can have a free week of training. Listen to is, these guys and jump on. <laughs> yes. Well, it's awesome, Jim. We're recording this here, so get use of it. One week in Shindo. Thank you very much. How, you get, how the people can follow you? Your uh, Instagram or something? Yeah, Dylan underscore D on Instagram. I got some some uh, comp videos on there and yeah. You can send me this one so I can put links. So <laughs> I see. And uh, the podcast is called fight, the Fight Is All. I'm gonna start with your coach first. Uh, I want to ask this question to to wrap this one up. What is worth fighting for from your point of view and experience? I would say. respect of fellow humans that's worth fighting for being respectful Thank you, coach. because i have one simple theory if everyone was respectful to each other what's the world would just be a nice place to live in if you look at everything that breaks down it's due to lack of respect lack of respect for it could be a religion someone else's point of view you just got to be respectful to each other and understand people come from you know yeah, that's I, I stand I stand behind that that's, that's worth fighting for for me how about you Dion what's worth fighting for for your young fighter like you oh uh, well yeah I feel like coach just taught me a lesson there respect but for me before I felt like fighting was a bit of like a sport I could engage in especially watching MMA like kind of growing up a little bit but um, yeah, I also see fighting as an opportunity to like gain skills and test myself and um, find out what I'm made of pretty much. And as I keep coming every day and sparring and figuring out what fighting is, I start to understand like these ideas and yeah, pretty much that's what fighting is for me. That was a good wrap up. Guys, remember that, like uh, follow the links in the description and get a free week training in Shindo. Thank you Thanks, very much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fight Zone podcast. 
Subscribe in your podcast app to receive the next episode where I talk with IMFA Queensland Open Youngsters Whiteweight Champion under 17.3 kilos, Jake Trayvold and his coach Joe Lopez from Australia Combat Sports Academy.